The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, as Eamon mentioned in the news headlines, uh, there are over 500 staff expected to lose their jobs as Argos exits the Irish market. Uh, Senator Marie Sherlock, who's Labour's National Spokesperson on Employment Affairs, is with me. Senator, a big blow to a lot of working families out there. Oh, it's a it's a very sad day for for the the, the five hundred workers for themselves, but of course for for their families and for their communities as well. And you know, recall that Argus stores are located across many towns and cities in this country. And we know that Port Leisha will be the first store to close, followed by St Stephen's Green here in Dublin, and then Galway, and then the rest of the stores will be closed by the end of June. Um, I I think that the one thing to say is that these were obviously unionized jobs and. Uh, and 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 uh, you know, thankfully there is a, a precedent for a decent redundancy package um, uh, in Argus. So we we would be hopeful that there would be a good redundancy package. I know Mandate obviously will enter negotiations now with the company. Um, to ensure that the best possible package is there. And I suppose we'd be hoping as well that there'll be supports from government to these workers to to, to, to smoothen their path out, out, out of Argus and, 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 and into other jobs. I, I like that there's been a lot of commentary about this, as you'd expect, uh, throughout the day since since the announcement was, was made. But, you know, some people are suggesting this is just, it's the changing face of retail. And earlier in the week, we were talking about, you know, pennies eventually acknowledging that the internet exists, although you can't buy anything on it. Are, are we going to see more of this type of thing? Well, I think we already have seen quite a bit. Obviously, most of your listeners will, many of your listeners will remember that the shocking closure of Debenhams um, a, a number of years ago. And then, of course, you know, with the closure of the Arcadia Group and and, the, and then uh, job reductions and, and, and closures of stores across other b- big British brands in particular located here in Ireland. And I suppose the background to the Argus situation is that Sainsbury's took over Argus back in 2016. And, and what they've been doing now is closing standalone Argus stores in the UK and, and bringing the Argus shop, you know, as a concession in, into Sainsbury's. So we obviously don't have that here or Sainsbury's doesn't doesn't really feature here in the Republic. But to the wider question, and I suppose while it's a sad day, obviously, for, for Argus workers, there is a, a, a you know, a, a bigger issue here with regards to the future of bricks and mortar mm. retail in this country. And, you know, it's not just for the workers or for the companies themselves, but it's also for the vibrancy and the survival of our towns and our, and our cities. Uh, and 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 I believe you know this has to be a you know a wake up call or a very stark reminder um, to government now of what needs to be done to support retail to support bricks and mortar retail alongside the growth of. Uh, online retail like we know that there's only one direction of travel for online retail it's, it's only going to get bigger um but but we need you know for, mm. for the survival of our towns and and our and our cities we need to ensure that we have a strong retail sector on the ground of course with good jobs yeah. and, and sustainable livelihoods well let's pick up some of those issues with connor pope consumer affairs correspondent with the irish times of course connor to what extent should we interpret this as just being part of that trend of people <laughs> doing more online well, it is part of a trend, but I think Argos was particularly vulnerable to it because, um, as we all know, online selling is going to, or shopping is going to become a much bigger deal. But the, the bricks and mortar shops that will survive are the bricks and mortar shops that offer the experiential thing, the experience, so that you're not just going in to acquire stuff. You're going in to have an experience. Now, that's not what Argos ever did. In, in, in many ways, Argos was basically the physical manifestation of an online store because you went in, you didn't get to touch and feel the products that you were going to buy. 
you you filled in an order number or in in more recent times you used their online kiosks to pick the product the product was delivered to you boxed up and you left without ever having sight of it so in in essence the business model that it had was revolutionary in the 1990s when it came to Ireland and even more revolutionary when it came when it opened in the UK in the 1970s but it had kind of in many respects been superseded by all sorts of other retail um outlets. So for instance, yeah. when Ikea came, the flatback concept was entirely new to Irish shoppers. So I was looking through the Irish Times archives a couple of hours ago, and in 1996, the Irish Times hailed it as outstanding value, and it pointed to the feverish queues that had that had lined up outside Argos to buy the product. Now, the idea that there would be feverish queues outside an Argos outlet today would be just laughable, because all these other retailers came in and basically ate their lunch. So in 2009, IKEA came in, the ultimate flat pack kings, and not only did they have a, a larger range of, of of products, they also had the experiential element because you could go out for a day out to IKEA. Now some people would look at me like I have two heads <laughs> when I say that, but that 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 is the reality of it. People would go to IKEA for the day, they'd browse the the the, the, the displays, and then they pick up the products, and then they decide what they wanted to buy. And then of course the other eye that came along that completely ate uh, Argos's lunch was the internet. Now when you think that IKEA, uh, Argos an Argos catalogue has around 60,000 products, which sounds like a huge number until you realise that the internet has more than 60 million products. Um, so what was once the exclusive preserve of Argos, that, that, that being the relatively cheap homewares, has suddenly become the preserve of everybody. And as I said in a piece in the Irish Times this afternoon, it's not so much a surprise that Argos is closing, but that, that Argos has managed to stay open in this country for so long. And I think the key difference between Ireland and the UK, where Argos is actually doing quite well, is, as your last contributor pointed out, the Sainsbury's uh, piece. Because they, they, they only have around 225 different Argos standalone shops in the UK, but they have hundreds and hundreds more concessions in Sainsbury's. And they also have an awful lot more click and collect points in mm. Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's shops. And that click and collect thing is really important because every shop now, from the massive giant retailers to the small little homeware shops up and down the country is offering click and collect in, in this country now. So then the question is, well, what's the unique selling point of Argos? And I think they probably, Sainsbury just said, do you know what? We don't have a unique selling point in the Republic of Ireland. So we, 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 we'll retrench. We'll keep all the money that we were losing in, in the Republic of Ireland and we'll invest it into our UK model mm. and hopefully we'll have a few more years out of it. Yeah, it's funny when you describe it, even the experience of going to Argos, you go in, you go to the key kiosk, you type it all in, you can even pay there and then you go up and collect it. It's kind of like uh, going to an internet cafe to do your Amazon shopping, isn't it? That's exactly right. And I like the fact that you're, you're reflecting your age there, Kieran, when you say that you type it in. Because when Argos <laughs> first came to town, I remember going in and they used to have the little bookies pencil. Yes. And, and, and you'd fill in the piece of paper and then you'd hand the docket to a person behind the till. You'd pay and then you'd wait. And one of the interesting things about it was, and this was my own personal experience, when you buy the, bought the product, you never really knew how big it was going to be, how heavy it was going to be. And they had absolutely no facility for you to get product A, B or C to your car or to your house. So there was many times in my life uh, as a younger person, I'd go in and I'd buy a bookshelf thinking I'd be able to get that home, no problem. And it would come out on the conveyor belt and it would be absolutely massive. <laughs> and I'd be like, 
you know, I don't. I was going to say something blasphemous about Christ on the cross, but I'd be like, I'd be carrying this huge bookcase home on my back, going, "Why on earth did I shop there?" Whereas when you go into IKEA, it's very different because you can wheel the big flatback furniture out on out into your car on a trolley, and it works better that way. So as I say, it's, you're exactly right when you say kind of like going into an internet. Connor, you, you're, giving me, you're giving me flashbacks there in, in a fit of, uh, of of kind of New Year resolution uh, zeal when I was in college. I remember buying a set of dumbbells from the Argos on Grand Parade in Cork <laughs> and having to lug them all the way back up to uh, Western Road. It was it was not a happy experience. Um, but no, listen, and that's yeah. very tricky. Yeah, it is. Uh, listen, um as, as part of a trend, we ha- I do want to acknowledge as well, like as part of this trend, the other big retail news in this country this week was like that that pennies have finally acknowledged the internet actually exists. Well, now to be fair to pennies, it's it's long known that the internet has existed, and <laughs> it's always just... said, "Listen, we don't want any of that." And there's a reason for that, and I'm sure you've talked about it on your show. Pennies knows that it would have to deal with an absolute mountain of returns if it if it had an online shop. Because that's the nature of pennies. You buy stuff, you try it on, you don't like it, you bring it back and you get you exchange it for something else. So pennies has always said, listen, we just don't want any of that business. So now what they're doing is they're saying, okay, here's all our products online, um, but we want you to come into the store to buy them. Um, because and like as you, as you will see in pennies, like pennies is now much more about, and I used the word before, uh, it's about the experiential. So you can go into pennies and you can get your nails done and all of these various different things. And that's going to be the future of retail. It's not just going to be about the acquisition of stuff. And I think pennies will, like, if it does introduce an online shop, it will only do it if if you or I or the other customers are going to be happy to pay for the returns because it's not going to take the hit on that because it would be simply too big. And you see the likes of Zara and H&M and all of these big fast fashion outlets going, do you know what? We just can't handle the, the, mm. the, the we can't pay for the returns piece of this puzzle anymore because it's just too expensive. Tell me this, what other retailers then, when you look at the, the, the standard Irish high street, do you worry for the future of given, as you said, right at the outset, it's the experience as long, along with the, the, the product line that people are looking for? Do you know what? I'd really be reluctant to pick on any one of them because it could, any retailer could go. But similarly, any retailer has the opportunities to survive, but it does require imagination and it requires the determination to give consumers value for money and something different to the online offering. Because I think during the during the pandemic, we all rushed to buy stuff online because it was safer and it was easier. And a lot of the shops were closed in any event. But people do like going to the t- going to the shops. People do like going into town to have a bit of a browse. And I think the shops to make that experience as attractive as possible are the ones that will survive into the future. And, I, and, and we're, we, we actually do need them because what you don't want in our society is the Walmartization of our, of our town, of our cities, whereby everything is, is on the outskirts of the, mm. of, of, of the city. There's no reason to go into the towns. And then slowly you see, and you see it happening across the United States, big towns, big cities just start to wither away and die. And I think we've got to fight against that with every fibre of our being. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Connor, thanks many for joining us. As always, Connor Pope is Consumer Affairs Correspondent with the Irish Times. Marie Sherlock as well, we heard from Marie, is a Labour Party Senator and she is their National Spokesperson on Employment Affairs. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.